I recommend people don't buy anything that's going to generate less than a million dollars a year in top line revenue, because it's going to be very challenging for you to hire a team to run that thing for you for less revenue than that. Otherwise, you're just going to be buying yourself a job. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. STR Nation, before we get into this week's episode, I've got some I am so excited to share with you guys. For the last couple of years, we've been recruiting and training virtual assistants for our private mastermind students, and we have now officially opened that up to the public. So if you are looking to hire a virtual assistant for your short-term rental business, then go to strsecrets.com slash VA. And we will recruit, onboard, and train a VA for you. And if they don't save you at least 40 hours a month in admin work, then you don't pay. So I put a crazy guarantee on this because I've been testing this out for the last two years with our mastermind members. And I'm so confident that it works that if it doesn't randomly work for you, I'm literally going to give your money back. So if you want more info on that offer, head over to strsecrets.com slash VA. And now let's get to this week's episode. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another Tuesday with Mike and Mike. And today we're going to be talking about some fun stuff, some hotel stuff, and three steps that you can take to get your first hotel deal before the end of 2023. So, Mike, I don't know if you want to kick this off because this was your idea to talk about this. So you want to lay down some context and then I'll walk through my three tips for everybody. Yeah, sure. So we've just been getting a lot of questions around hotels and um, it's a great asset class to be in for a lot of different reasons. I know you've got a lot of podcasts, a lot of talks on it, but I wanted to just break it down simply. And really the purpose of these episodes is really just to give you a couple steps to go take action on. So I think today is going to be really good for the listeners to be able to take this and then go implement over the next seven days and come back and listen to the next one. So. Yep. Love it. Love it. So The first thing I'll say before I get into the steps is hotels are amazing for a lot of different reasons. Um, Maybe we'll throw the link to the case study where I kind of break down the case study of our first hotel, just to give you guys some more numbers and context and make it a little more tangible. But the thing that I will say is hotels are amazing, but they are way more complicated than STRs, right? There's a lot more that goes into these. Obviously, a lot more money goes into these, um, but also just the level of complexity with a hotel is is substantially more than an STR. And I just want people to understand that before you get into it. So if you've never done an STR and you want to get into hotels, my advice would be to partner with somebody that's done hotels, whether you're investing passively or whatever, just because it's, I wouldn't recommend it for your first deal. I'll just put it that way. There's, there's a lot that goes into it and you're kind of jumping into the fire if you've never done an STR deal. I had 15 STRs before I did my first hotel and it was still a lot to swallow on that first deal. So just, I don't want to scare people off, but I just want to give you some context and just, I want you to know what you're getting into before you get into it. All right. So the first thing that I will say is to define what you want. Okay. So why, why do you want to take down a hotel right now? So there are a lot of benefits to it. The biggest, in my opinion, is your ability to control the valuation of a property. 
So you can really force appreciation with hotels because it's a commercial asset. And so the value is based on how much income or net operating income it produces. So you can really force appreciation by going in there and turning around an old hotel, which is like what we like to do, right? So this is, you're able to create millions of dollars of equity through a single asset by doing this, okay? Now, what I will say in my personal experience, your cash flow per door tends to be stronger with STRs than hotels, okay? You'll still make good cash flow with a hotel, there's no question. But if your goal is to get out of your job, in my opinion, STRs are way faster to do that than hotels. The question to ask yourself is, are you willing to dedicate the next 12 to 24 months of your life to take down a hotel, renovate it, get it up to snuff and reposition it? It's gonna take a year to two to do that, right? This last hotel that we closed almost a year ago was a couple of days after Christmas of 2022. Like it's still not open. Like there's been an extensive renovation going through that. Like it's just a longer timeline to get these things live. So I just, I want you to understand that going into it and there's, that's fine, but you just need to know that going into it. So why do you want to do this? What is your goal? Get super clear about what your goals are before you start diving in. Okay. That's the first thing. The second thing is you want to pick a market. And my advice on this would be to pick a market that's either close to you geographically or somewhere that you know very, very well. It's going to be super important for you to be able to really, really know the market and how to differentiate yourself from your competition. You know, is there a demand for a hotel like you want to put together in the area that you want to go to? So I would suggest staying fairly local within a driving distance or some market that you know really well that you visited a bunch that you're very familiar with and that you understand. Okay. And the three ways that I would recommend like finding deals at the beginning is once you get clear on the market that you want to go to and what size property, we really want to define your buy box, right? So whatever your price point is, get clear around, okay, I want a 10 to 20 unit hotel that needs a bunch of work. Maybe it's a 1970s or 1980s or newer construction. It needs to be in this price point and I want to be in these areas. The more specific that you can get, the better. It's going to make your life a lot easier. And then you're going to do three things. Okay. The first, again, if you're local, I want you to, you know, you may have heard the term drive for dollars. I want you to go on Google and just search for like hotels and motels in that area and map it all out and then go drive through those neighborhoods or use Google earth or Google street and go up and down those areas. And you want to look for properties that are, <laughs> that need some love for lack of a better word, right? You want to look for those properties that are in good locations that when you look at it, you're like, man, if this thing got some love, I think this would absolutely crush, right? So anytime we've done a deal, like I already know those areas very well. So the second somebody sends it to me, I'm like, that's a really good area. And I look at the property, I'm like, this thing has some serious potential, right? That's the starting point. So the first one is driving for dollars. Then you can reach out, start looking for local commercial brokers in your market, start building relationships with those people. Let them know what you're looking for. Let them know that, hey, I've been in short-term rentals or maybe you have hotels already. Give them some idea of like your track record because there's a lot of tire kickers in commercial real estate and brokers, they're realistically, they're gonna send you the bottom of the barrel at first until they know that you're serious and you can actually close deals because commercial real estate is an insider's game. I'll just tell you straight up. So what happens is 
some hotel owner that has a property, they're going to call up their broker and they're going to be like, Hey, I'm considering selling. Do you know anybody that's looking? And that broker is going to go through their Rolodex of people that they've sold properties to, and they're going to start calling them. Hey, just talk to this owner. They're considering selling. Are you looking for something in here? I'm thinking it's probably going to be around this price point. And they're going to call 10 to 30 of their top clients and give them first dibs. And if nobody wants it, then they're going to do a full marketing package and throw it online. So it's already been picked over by 10 to 30 investors before you're going to see it online. So what you want to do is start building the relationship with those brokers so that you're one of those 30 people that sees stuff before it hits the market. What's like the big difference between the residential brokers and the commercial brokers? Because I know there's not many that do both, right? It's a different world. It's like a commercial broker is dealing with a different level of investor or buyer than a residential agent is, right? It's less emotional. It's more about numbers. It's typically more sophisticated investors. A lot more money is involved. And realistically, the, the volume of deals that commercial brokers do is substantially less because the deals are so much bigger and they take so much longer to close. So a traditional like commercial broker may only close three deals a year, but it might be worth a hundred million dollars. You know, whereas a residential broker is going to need to close a hundred or 200 properties to get to that point or whatever. Right. So it's just a different, different level and a different speed. And then where do you typically find those guys, like the commercial brokers or girls? I mean, you can go online and just search for like commercial brokers. You can go on LoopNet and see who has a bunch of the listings in your market. You know, the big dogs are going to be CBRE, uh, CB Richard Ellis, Mark Similichap. There's a few other big ones, but those are like the two big dogs. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but you can just go online, go on LoopNet. You can do a Google search, you know commercial real estate brokerages near me. Um, a lot of them put out really good free market research about your market and, you know, monthly or quarterly reports on your market and just do that. Just start with, you know, Dr. Google first. And then the last thing that I would say is get out there and start networking, go to networking events, go to meetups, tell people what you're up to, tell them what you're looking for. Hey, do you know any commercial brokers that might have some deals right now? Do you know any investors that might be looking to offload some of their properties right now? Here's what I'm looking for. So you're going to be driving around, you know, looking for those properties, seeing if you can get in touch with the owners popping in. You're going to be looking to build a relationship with brokers, and then you're going to be doing as much networking and meetups as you possibly can. All right. So that's step two, picking your market and then getting the word out about what you're looking for. And then step three is getting ready to build your team. Okay, so again, commercial, real estate, and hotels, totally different ballgame than STRs. You're going to need a team to take down a property of really any good size that's going to make sense. I recommend people don't buy anything that's going to generate less than a million dollars a year in top-line revenue because it's going to be very challenging for you to hire a team to run that thing for you for less revenue than that. Otherwise, you're just going to be buying yourself a job. All right. Some of them you may be able to run completely remote, you know, no team, do all that. That's fine. But I'd love for you to have the option that if you got tired of it or if you found that you needed somebody on site to kind of like run point on your operations, you'd have it in your budget to do that. So ideally, you want to have a budget anywhere from 40 to 75 grand for some type of like supervisor, innkeeper type role to keep eyes on the property. And then you're going to need a team of ideally VAs or people that can answer the phone. 
the biggest mistake that I made when I got into this was not anticipating the volume of phone calls, inbound phone calls that hotels get, right? It's, it's different than STRs. It's very rare to get a phone call for an STR to book your property, unless you're a large scale management company and you do a lot of marketing and branding. Hotels, people go to Google and then they hit call and they call to see what your availability is. You could have the best website possible, but you're still going to get a lot of phone calls. We found for the two hotels that we've had live the last few years, each of them averages around 500 inbound phone calls per month per property. That's a lot of phone calls, right? So you're going to need a team that can handle that volume of phone calls. We do it with four full-time VAs. And we just cross train them on the different properties that we have. They handle all of our STRs and they handle the hotels that are live right now. And you just need to train them on how to answer the phone. We use ring central so that they can tell which hotel is, you know, receiving that phone call. So they know how to answer the phone appropriately, but you're going to need a team of people that can answer the phone. Right. And so those are just some of the different things that you need to start thinking about right now and acting on right now. If you want to take down a hotel before the end of the year. Right. The lending environment is a, a interesting landscape right now. It's pretty challenging to get funding for hotels unless you have a background in them or you have a partner with a background in them. So one of the things that we do in our boardroom is we help them recruit. We'll go out and recruit the VAs for them, and then they can leverage my credibility when they're going out and raising money and looking for deals and looking for lending and all that stuff because it's very challenging to to get funding right now for hotels if you don't have that. So those are the three things. What questions do you think we have right now? Yeah, um, I had quite a few. I mean, I, I know you, you partnered with people on your, at least a couple of your hotels too, so. All my hotels, I've had partners. There we go. So what do the partnerships look like? Yeah, so for me, it works really well. So I brought the experience from like a hospitality side and then my other two partners, had a lot more construction and commercial real estate experience than I did. So one of them owns a brokerage. So he's always finding deals. He owns a variety of asset classes from single families all the way up to, you know, he owns some like restaurant buildings. He owns apartment complexes. He owns some storage stuff, some industrial stuff. He owns a lot of different asset classes, commercial stuff. And um, he's developed, you know, apartment buildings. And the other one has also very similar background but he's very, very involved at this point. He should just get his GC license. Cause like he, he knows the construction very well and he basically runs point. So one of my partners primarily finds the deals, gets the financing lined up, um, negotiates everything, basically gets the deal over the line for us. Then the other partner steps in really runs point on the construction and basically bringing our design team's vision to life. And then once that's done, it kind of rolls over to me to handle all the operations and we meet. Every single month, we review all of our financial statements together, any updates, budgeting, capital projects that we're going to do, all sorts of things. And it's just, it works very well because we have very complementary skill sets, but we also have a similar vision for what we're trying to achieve and what our goals are. There are all of those things are in alignment. I'll give you a simple example, right? So if my goal was to hold this property for 15 years and just let it cash flow, but my hypothetical partner's goal, was to renovate it, reposition it, and then sell it, and then roll it into something else, we're gonna have a problem, right? So you gotta understand what each person's roles, responsibilities, and goals are with that property. Yeah, 100%. What, uh, 
I know you get hotels de- hotel deals sent to you like weekly. What are you looking at right now? So completely off What's market. What's your buy box? My, bo- my buy box right now is ideally somewhere in right around that $5 million purchase price range that has a big value add component that we can get that value to 15 to 25 million by the time we're done. Because again, it's, it's too big for a lot of the smaller individual investors, but it's way too small for the Black Rocks and the, the huge players out there that are gobbling up a lot of real estate. Right, so there's kind of this middle ground of, I'd say probably between three to 15, maybe 20 million is like this, this middle ground area where it's kind of too big for some smaller and like single investors and it's way too small for the big dogs. I feel like that's a, a sweet playground right now. And there's a lot of baby boomers that have owned these things for a long time that have no debt on them and they haven't put a lot of money into them and they're looking to just retire and they've gotten a massive amount of appreciation since they've owned them. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I think uh, what you said there too, about your partners and like knowing what that longer term strategy is for you guys, uh, being able to hold on, like gobble up as many hotels, renovate them um, and then package them all up and have a portfolio over the next 15, 20 years that yes, cash flows, but to you have the option to eventually sell that portfolio to a black rock, right? Is that, that kind of what you guys are thinking? Yeah, it's definitely an option. For sure, right? So all of our hot- all, th- all three of our hotels right now are within 35 minutes of each other. Two of them are within 10 minutes. And then Rockport's a little bit further up. But yeah, like if we kind of dominate this area and keep buying up really nice assets around here, if we do want to position it for like a, you know, a larger sale down the line, we'll do that. But, you know, all of us are in our mid 30s. I'm pushing late 30s at this point. But you know, that's the goal is to keep building up cash flow. The equity is the icing on the cake, but like for us, it's all about cash flow and building that residual income over time and then continuing to go bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So it started with a 13 unit, then it went to a 21 unit. This last one was a 57 unit. Once that gets done, we're going to add eight more rooms to the first one, the 13 units. So that'll be 21. And yeah, just keep going bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, I love that. I love you guys are all on the same page too, because a lot of people... They'll ask me, hey, can you take a look at this, you know, eight unit? Can you take a look at this 10 unit? Can you take a look at this 20 unit hotel? Like, what do you think about it? Should I, should I get into it? And it's like, it really depends on what your longer term goal is. And that's when I ask them is like, what's your, what's your longer vision with this, at this property? Do you want to buy more hotels? And who are you going in on this with? Because going in solo, you're exactly right. You're creating another job for yourself. So you have to be very specific on what your plan is. And it's not like, yeah, I want to have five hotels. It's, hey, I want to have X million in assets over the next Y amount of years and then be very, very specific on what you want. Because if you give that to a, like you mentioned, going to commercial brokers and telling them what you want, do you give that to a commercial broker and they see that longer term relationship, there's going to be a higher likelihood that they're going to start sending you deals too. And also when you're working with those brokers, if you can give that, that, them that longer term vision, but then also give them feedback on the deals that you're sending, that they're sending you now. That's often, I think, overlooked is like, I get sent a lot of properties and each property that I look at from my commercial broker here, I give him feedback on what I like about it and what I don't like. about it. And so that, that gives him more of an opportunity, more of an eye to look at and find off market properties for me. Um, I'm still on the hunt cause I'm very picky on what I, what I want, what I'm looking at. Cause honestly, I, STRs are doing really well. 
And, um, and I love coaching people in a hotel is like, I know I'm going to get one in the next year. It's just, I'm being very picky on, it needs to be within, like you said, 30 minute drive of me. So we're working on it. We've had a lot of conversations, um, but haven't made any offers yet, any hard offers. I think that that's really important to, to highlight too, is the worst thing that you can do is when a broker sends you a deal and it doesn't fit your buy box and you just don't respond. Like that's the worst thing you can do. What you want to do is you say, thank you for sending me this deal based on this, 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 and this, this deal doesn't work for me. Again, this is what I'm looking for. Right? So it's like just that subtle, like short response of like, Hey, thanks again for sending me this deal. I went through it. Here's why this deal doesn't work for me. So I'm going to pass on this. But again, this is, if you find something that's like this, this is exactly what I'm looking for. You know, keep sending them over. I really appreciate it. Right? So it's just this back and forth. Because if you don't respond, they're, they're not going to send you any more deals. They're like, all right, well, this person's just wasting my time. They're going to send you their crappiest deals at the beginning, most likely. That is normal. So it's on you to give them that feedback and show them that, like, you know what you're talking about. Because somebody's going to, some knucklehead's going to buy that deal, but it's not going to be you. Right. So some other, like, just X's and O's. What type of cap rates are you typically going to want to buy at? What type of cash on cash do you typically want to buy at? Yeah. What other details are you looking for? I mean, for me, it's less about cap rate and more about cash on cash return. So, you know, I, I don't want to do anything that's less than 20% cash on cash for a hotel, maybe 15 if the upside is crazy. So the, the challenge is, is when you look at deals based on cap rate, especially the ones that we're looking at, most of them are drastically underperforming. So like the numbers aren't going to make sense if you did the math based on what they're selling it for right now, based on like a cap rate, you're going to be like, I'm way overpaying for this. So I'm looking at it based on like what I think I can get it to. And is there a large spread? You know, I don't want to overpay for it, but at the same time, most of these folks that we're buying deals from, like they can barely get us a PL. You know what I mean? Like their numbers are a mess. They're not running tight operations. Like, so that's why, that's why I say it's really important to, to know your market and like what you think you could get it to. And then when you talk to these brokers, getting an understanding of what do hotels traditionally trade at is like the lingo. Like what are these hotels trading at right now? So you understand what is like the normal cap rate for your market for this type of asset. Because it's going to vary based on wherever you are. Last question is when you're looking at, like if you're somebody like me, like I got 25 units. My background's in short-term rentals. I do not have a background in multifamily or any commercial real estate whatsoever, aside from what I've done the last year. What would you tell someone like me? Like, I wouldn't know if it wasn't for the boardroom and like the hotel mastermind that we have, I wouldn't know anything about it. Anything about how to find a, the right hotel, what cap rates are, like that sort of thing. So like, what would you tell somebody like me about like where to start other than the three steps that we just talked about? I would tell them to join a program. Like, and, and it sounds like I'm trying to sell people. It's not like I was in, I paid a lot of money to be in a couple different commercial real estate programs. They're going to be more expensive because the upside is so much greater. Like this knowledge is going to make you so much money. It's ridiculous. But like join a program or a mastermind with somebody that has experience doing the things that you want to do. Right. So if you guys listen to different podcasts or whatever, like back in the day, like I hired Joe Fairless one-on-one -on -one to like coach me for like a year. That was not cheap. You know what I mean? And that was when I, this was before short-term rentals this is before any of that. I was trying to get into apartment investing 
failed at it, never got into it. But the knowledge that I learned from Joe on commercial real estate just applies now to the hotels. Like you need some type of foundation and some type of peer group to help you navigate. Like before we jumped on, I was just telling you, I just made another screw up and um, it's going to cost us a bunch of money again that like now I share with the group of like, hey, this was something new that we tried. It backfired. Don't make this mistake. Right. And when you're getting into commercial, those mistakes start to cost you hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars each time you make them. So like paying for the education on that side is invaluable. You know what I mean? You make a mistake on an STR, maybe it costs you 50 grand. You make a mistake on a hotel, it's going to cost you a quarter million dollars. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, it just extrapolates. Yeah. And it's on the other side too. Like STRs can make you 50 grand, hundred grand. It's awesome. But hotels can make you millions as it, as it has in your case, three times. So, well, we're still, we're still waiting on the third one. Right. And, uh, it'll be our best one yet. For that. You mark my words. It'll be the best one yet. I love it, man. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys are, I know not everybody in this group is uh, getting into hotels just yet, but if you're one of those folks that's been really pushing and trying to get into that, then definitely send me a DM and we can talk more about what your goals are and see if our boardroom would be a fit. We've got our next live event coming up the second week of November. Um, we get together three times a year. We do a weekly call. You've got my cell phone number. You hit me up with questions. And it's just a really high level group. I keep it very, very small. Like there's 30 people in that group. We'll probably cap it at like 50, maybe, maybe less. But that's where I spend most of my time is basically coaching people through that and putting together like a full blown hotel program right now as well. So if you're serious about doing that, I would just send me a DM. It's a no pressure thing. Like we'll just tell you about it, see if it's a good fit. If it's not, cool. Um, but if it is, you know, we'll see if it works. So. That's all I got for this week, guys. I actually have to jump to another call right now about that hotel, but hope you guys have an amazing week and we will talk to you soon. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.